Hi, and welcome to the last She Built This podcast episode of 2022. Woo! Um, I first want to acknowledge just how very grateful I am to you for sticking with me this year. I It means so much to me that you show up every week and listen. You send me text messages and boxer messages while you listen. You give me great feedback. You leave me positive reviews. And I just so, so appreciate you because you are the reason this podcast exists. I just also want to give us a high five. We did it. We're heading into the new year, another new year together. And no matter which side of the new year coin you're on, because I know that some of you listening are like new year, schmoo year. Uh, don't worry. This episode isn't going to be all like new year, new you, resolution-y, word of the year-y. I don't even think I have a word of the year yet. It's just going to be you and me and a few final thoughts that I wanted to share with you before the ball drops. And These thoughts are going to be relatively evergreen, so even if you're not listening to this for a while, uh, it will probably still apply. But I did kind of just want an episode where you and I feel like we're sitting down, cozy up in those super chunky blankets you see trending on Instagram, maybe some corduroy fabric beanbag or something. I don't even know if beanbags are still cool, but anyway, you get the picture. So... Maybe you pour yourself a nice cup of tea, some hot water with lemon, a seltzer, grape juice, milk. I don't know. You're an adult. You choose. You choose what to pour yourself. And let's have us a little chat. Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. All right, if this is your first time listening, welcome. And don't worry, it's not always like this with the bean bags and the hot water and lemon and stuff. It's not not always like this, but realistically, uh, we do do more on this podcast than just like sip tea together while I wax philosophical. I am the host, Emily Aborn. I'm a content writer, uh, the host of this podcast, and the leader of the She Built This community. And what I strive to do on this podcast is bring in all sorts of ideas and people who are inspiring me so that they can inspire us in building what we're building, whether you're building a meaningful business, a life or just your curiosity muscles, this show is for you. And I really hope that you will stick around and keep on joining us in 2023. If you have the desire to learn more about me or She Built This, just visit the links in the show notes. I tried to put all the links in the show notes and uh, it will get you right up to speed. So let's move on to speak of this uh, 2023. Do you want to know a little bit of what I have in store for you for the podcast in the new year? Just a tiny sneak peek. I'm not going to give too much away here, um, but there are some minor tweaks and changes coming to the show, and I really want you to be the first to know about it and get in on some of the behind the scenes because you are a loyal listener. So first off, my whole focus in 2023 is going deeper, not wider. Like that is throughout my life. I'm not in love with the expression, but until I think of a better way to say it, that's what it is. It's like more intentional rather than just spreading myself too thin. How's that? Um, 
And so here's an example and how it applies specifically to the podcast. I've been at this podcast for almost four and a half years now, and there are some guests I've had over the past few years with whom I've really wanted to dive in deeper with. People who have maybe changed their businesses entirely or grown like crazy, and I want to bring them back to engage in some deeper discussions. Basically, in a nutshell, I've got more questions for them, and we want more answers. So I've selected 12 people that I will be bringing back this year, one per month, um, to rejoin me as they uh, match up, align with the focus of each month. And on that note, the focuses of each month... Oh boy, this is another way that I'm going to dive a little deeper. I'm trying out some themes that I've been really wanting to personally dive into, and I'm taking you with me. So buckle up, as they say. Um, In January, we're of course going to start with the cliche fresh starts, and I have four lovely episodes already queued up for you. And last but not least, As a content writer, in my episodes, I want to bring you more of my like word geeking out fun. So I'm going to be giving a little content tip or a new word that I learned or some phraseology fun like on a regular basis in my episodes. So that's everything you have to look forward to. uh, And that's kind of changing a little bit with the podcast in the new year. And I got to say, for the first time in a long time, I don't just feel hopeful for the year ahead. I feel genuinely excited, like head to toe excited. And as I say that, this is the weird thing about it. This is the first time in a really long time that I'm sort of just playing a lot of it by ear. Rewind that because you will not hear Emily Aborn say this often in life. I recently asked in the She Built This community how people feel when they have to, quote, play it by ear. And I got a range of answers, everything from, oh my gosh, I love it. Life is so amazing with no plan to I break out in boiling hot sweat when I have to play it by ear and it's all I can do to not spontaneously combust on the spot. I was being a little dramatic, but it's true. People were kind of all over the place with their answers, whether or not they like to have no plan or a solid plan. So the reason I asked is because I had dealt with a couple of things not really going the way I expected them to recently. First of all, we had a Thanksgiving day planned that completely fell through because a family member got COVID. My husband was exposed to it and waiting for his test results to come back and no one wanted to be around us. Shocker. Um, So we still had fun, but it was really sad and like bah humbuggy and frustrating not to be around some of my favorite people on a day that just holds so much togetherness and so many memories for our family. So then after all that passed and neither of us got sick, at the beginning of December, I was supposed to go help a friend at an event she was hosting and my husband did get wicked sick. Once again, He was waiting on COVID results and feeling like he was going to die. And while he waited, I was waiting to see if I was going to get sick and worried that I was going to be next. Also, not really feeling like I should be the one spreading whatever it was around if I was lucky enough to just be a carrier, but not actually get it. Now, let me tell you how bad this was. My husband is not a man who wears pajama pants. He's like, okay, he is like if the Energizer Bunny 
had an axe and chainsaw instead of a drum in his hands. And this poor man was in pajama pants and in bed for like two and a half days straight. I barely even saw him. Honestly, I was just starting to like Google symptoms of the bubonic plague and I'm exaggerating, but it was pretty bad. So you also should know about me that I really hate canceling on people. And I knew that even though I felt fine, it was probably the right thing to do to tell my friend that I could not make it. But instead, because I hate canceling and come hell or high water, I try to be where I say I'm going to be. I told her I was just going to play it by ear and see how it was the next day. I did end up coming to my senses, for your information, Um, but in the 24 hours before when I said that and when I actually like made the call that I wasn't going to go, I sat there and like rolled out all of the different scenarios about how this could play out. I call this sometimes pre-worrying. So what I had intended to be just playing it by ear actually just ended up me worrying about something that never even ended up happening. The expression play it by ear. Let's let's do a little word origin lesson here. The expression play it by ear is related to music. I'm sure you could have guessed that one, but it is when a musician plays a piece of music without looking at the musical sheet, the uh, music map, if you will. They play it from memory and use their ears to determine if um, what they're playing is correct or not. It's actually like very amazing. Am I right? Um, It's kind of like when we are asked to, quote, play it by ear in life. We know what it's kind of supposed to look like. And I'm using air quotes with my fingers here. We know what it should sound like. But then we have to go it without a definite guide or map and hope that we get some sort of satisfactory result. Now, when I play something by ear in life, what that translates to is that I've listened to it 1,000 times over again, aka gone through every single possible scenario I can think of in my head, and then I get ready for or feel ready for whichever of the outcomes I get. And that said, there are definitely outcomes and plans that I would way prefer and want to happen and take place far more than others. (laughs) So I find that when life asks me to play it by ear, it can actually be very disappointing. It can let me down. It can throw me off track. And it feels like things are out of control, right? Even if we've prepared for what's going to happen next, even if we've played something out in our minds, it can still feel like things are out of our control, which spoiler alert, They were always out of our control. And so this year really taught me that we're kind of in this perpetual playing it by ear mode, whether we like it or not. So jokes on all of us planners, (laughs) because even when we make the most rigid plans, things can always change. There was something I was actually worried about starting back in November of last year, 2021, until it actually happened in September of 2022. Now, this is like almost a solid year. This is 10 months of mentally mapping scenarios and worries for something that was in the future. And I learned this lesson time and time and time again in so many ways this year. Sometimes I would get wildly excited for something and super let down. Sometimes I would feel so relieved that I didn't have to do something I had been dreading for weeks. So I think the key when playing it by ear 
is to not allow ourselves to get wrapped up in the concept that we do have any kind of control and not to get wrapped up in the outcome, not to let it feel like it's quote, supposed to go any sort of way. It's kind of like if you're that musician playing it by ear, you actually can't put too much stock in making a mistake because you don't have the music in front of you. There are no mistakes. It's all just learning and information in hopes of like fine tuning and getting the notes to sound better and better and smoother as we go. So playing it by ear for someone like me, um, the goal of that, that, concept is to help us smooth out some of these rough edges and lessen the weight that we put on plans that we put into any one thing needing to go a certain way. And you can still have your plan. You can still strive for things. You can still get really excited about things you want to happen. But then just realizing that we really are not in control of the situation. So I am I'm done being philosophical for now. Like I said, I believe that there's a balance. You really can't take the planning out of a planner like me. And trust me, you need people like me in life just as much as you need the people who are playing it by ear and they find that really, really enjoyable. So that's why this year I'm, I'm, I think I'm really excited because I think I have a little bit of a looser concept of what a quote unquote plan means. I have a big picture intention set. I have a lot of ideas. I have times of the year that I want to launch things and do things, but I've been a little bit more cautious on what I'm putting in pen on my calendar so far. And let me just tell you, my initial plan was to do the exact opposite. My plan was to head into 2023 with literally every single date picked for every single thing, every collaboration, workshop, launch, day off, you name it. But as I soaked up all that I'd learned in the past year, I realized that it was about going with the flow more, going actually with my flow a little bit more by following what excites me as it excites me and trusting myself to know the timing without that exact sheet of music in front of me showing every single last note. So today, I wanted to share three of my favorite takeaways with you from this this year's podcast episodes and just life in general, I guess, but in hopes that you could think on them and also apply them for yourself. So as you're listening to this, I'm on a little holiday hiatus and I'm spending some more time in reflection mode than I am in actual like planning mode. Right now, as you're listening to this, I'm probably reading a book or painting while listening to podcasts. I'm a terrible painter, but I just bought some paints and it's super fun. Or I'm putting together a puzzle while listening to podcasts or writing not while listening to podcasts. I've never taken this long of a break in life. I actually started this on December 17th. And I'm still going strong until the first Monday in January. Um, but I've never taken this long of a break in life, like not even when we closed down our retail store and I dove into uh, my next thing, which is the business I have now. I, I don't even think I've taken off two weeks of working in college. Like I probably, I know I have found like several jobs while I was home on break. Um, but it was actually in reading the book Space Maker written by my previous guest, Daniel C. He was on my show at the end of November and I'll make sure that link is in the show notes. It was a really, really good episode. It was in talking with him that I realized I don't actually make space in my life for much reflection and 
really purposeful planning. I don't make much space for things to just sort of like happen and unfold naturally and for spontaneity to occur. I don't make space to play it by ear, which is why that stresses me out so much. And so as my favorite pod, probably my number one favorite podcast takeaway of this entire year, I think it was Daniel's suggestion to spend more time unplugged and to put the space in your calendar first. The days you will take off, the week you will take off to be with your family in the summer, and the two weeks at the end of the year. Whatever variations they're in that that looks like for you and for your individual life. I also felt really inclined to lay out my availability calendar in a way that's a little more energizing and realistic to me and allows more space overall on a monthly basis. I run a pretty tight ship over here and I fill my calendar way too much week after week after week and then I feel stressed about everything that's on it and I complain about being stressed that's everything on it and some of it is stuff that either I didn't even want to do in the first place or it just doesn't match up to my values, my business focus. In a word, it's a distraction. And so after reading his book, I said, Emily, there is no time like the present to give this a try. And so I did. I gave it a try. So I used this method, the method I wanted to um, apply to my calendar for the first three months of the year. And then I decided that I was just going to start seeing what it felt like to take some time off. And so this is the perfect time. Things are a little, you know, we're, we're kind of on the road a lot during this time. And so I blocked out two weeks of my calendar at the end of this year, 2022. And then I tell you what, I felt instantly guilty because when I'm not working, I'm not making money or that's how my, that's how I think about it, right? But when I really did sit down and say like, okay, how much of this is actually true and accurate when I thought about it, I was like, well, I've actually kind of done all that I can do this year. I've done enough. I've done all I can. Like no one was really banging down my door for last minute projects. And I wrapped up five really, really big projects in the beginning of December, which didn't really leave me a ton of time to do anything else in that last little holiday vortexy swirly time when everyone is half checked out anyway. So I want to be totally honest with you. I did not hit the exact goal I wanted to for the year in my content writing business. But I did make a huge amount of growth and I did better than last year. So I said to myself, okay, there's not, there's not much else I can do at this point. So I decided that was enough. I had done enough. And that is my that was my first sort of takeaway, which came from my reading of Daniel C's book, putting time and space into my calendar, and then recognizing that I never really needed to earn that in the first place. Like you have already done enough. Just being you is enough. So that brings me to my second set of takeaways for you. And this one is not from the podcast. This is just from life because I want to explain what I did during some of that reflection time. I sat down and I took a really good, hard, honest look at past at the past year's calendar. Here's what I personally did. You could adapt this for yourself. But I printed out every name of every single client who hired me, how much they paid me, how many hours I put into their project. I looked at every podcast guest, 
every podcast guest's number of downloads, every event I did, great and small, every coffee chat, and I got really honest with myself, looked at where I spent my time, where I gave my attention, what felt good, what felt terrible, um, where my clients came from and which ones were great and which ones weren't so great and why that was. And I looked at just like what gave me energy, how it felt on the whole, and that is what I will use. Some of these reflection questions are what I'm using to move myself forward. So I'm going to give you two little examples. One thing that really lit me up this past year was the creation of my Marketing Momentum Lab small group program. The way it all came to be was after a conversation with a friend and realizing that, oh my gosh, people need new, exciting approaches for visibility, not just the same old, same old. They need tailored marketing help and a community that is committed to showing up and doing this together and holding one another accountable. So I was really determined and excited to share everything that I've learned about visibility and I continue to learn about visibility. And so like that, the Marketing Momentum Lab was born. And as I went through the first six week, the six weeks with the first small group I, I ran, I realized how much fun this was and how, oh my gosh, this is how work should feel. So I knew from that experience that the Marketing Momentum Lab definitely needed to be on my 2023 calendar and in my plan. And if you're curious about the Marketing Momentum Lab, just visit my website, emilyaborn.com backslash Marketing Momentum Lab. It will tell you everything you need to know. And I would love to have you. Um, We are kicking off on January 9th, so you still have time. I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes too. Another thing I looked at was all of the quote unquote educational stuff I did that was actually not all of it, but some of it was just largely procrastination. Let me explain because some of what I did learn was actually amazing. Um, I attended an SEO course in the spring with Danielle Gagnon, and that got me super excited to learn more. Plus, it gave me a really substantial amount of knowledge I've been able to bring into my content writing business. It was her course that inspired me to invest even more and sign up for a longer course in the coming year, which where we will be doing some new things. I'm really, really excited about it. So those are examples of good education, good investments. But Some things I did in the name of education, even the free stuff I might have signed up for, it was just me procrastinating or wasting time. Right before sitting down to record this, I saw a quote going around on Instagram by James Clear, and it said, do you actually need more information or do you simply need to act on the information you already have? I got to say it one more time for you. Do you actually need more information or do you simply need to act on the information you already have? Let's not do this, people. Let's not do this, my friends. Sometimes we need to stop gathering information and resources and just take action and do the thing. And that's what happened to me is a lot of these workshops, courses, etc. that I signed up for were like just a tiny taste of knowledge, a tip of the iceberg, or they were repetitive in what I already knew or what I was already doing. And it was just confirmation. It was a waste of time. It was just confirmation that I already had what I needed and should have been just doing the thing. So when we sign up for those kind of experiences, it can leave us drained, discouraged, zoomed out, 
when you get to the end of it. So I'm being really careful about what I do in the name of education in the coming year, asking myself, is this just procrastinating or information hoarding or FOMO? Is this going to be a good overview of the topic or is it just information light? Something for you to think about also as you move into a new year with new opportunities and lots more educational possibilities coming at you. Um, Okay, my last takeaway is also about like reviewing where I gave my time, energy, attention, and how it felt. And it starts actually with a tiny promise I made to myself at the beginning of the year and how it went. So at the beginning of last year, one of the things I wanted to focus on was better family relationships. And I know that feels like a vague, uh, it's, it's a big nut to crack, right? Like, where do you even start with that? One thing I knew for sure is that the common denominator in all of my relationships, family or otherwise, is me. It takes two to tango, but all I really have control over is myself. So I decided that a tiny promise I would make to myself is to text, call, email, snail mail, messenger pigeon, FaceTime, or see in person one family member each day of the year. That was the only rule. One reach out a day. Didn't matter which side of the family it was, who, how, where, when, etc. Didn't matter. One reach out a day. And what it taught me was that little things done intentionally and regularly add up to really big amazing things. From text messages to phone calls to FaceTimes, cards in the mail, in-person visits, I have to tell you this was the year of the most family time I've gotten to enjoy in probably the past 10 years. And as a result, I experienced four small and large wins. I'm sure that there were more, but these are just the ones I pulled together when I was putting together this episode. First off, my husband, my mom, and I all have a daily Wordle challenge text thread where we like interact and fill each other in on the day's happenings. And it's been a really fun, (laughs) it's been really fun to stay connected. And we have been able to keep up to date with what's been going on with my mom as she's navigated a pretty challenging past year. Um, The second one, the second win is that me and my sister-in-law's have all gotten a lot closer. I've had such a great time with us all opening up with one another more and just having some really good conversations. Um, Number three, I feel like my relationship with my siblings and a cousin who is really more like my sibling than my cousin is getting a lot stronger. And number four, I no longer feel like someone must be having an emergency if my phone rings and it just so happens to be a family member. So all this to say... When I reflect on my past year and where I spent my time and my energy, moments and memories with family have been some of my favorite moments from the past year. And it's just a reminder that small intentional steps add up and can change your entire life. And I guess one last thing, just in reviewing where I gave all that time and energy and 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 focusing on how I felt, I realized that my favorite moments of the past year were any time that I was with people who mattered most to me and doing things that were meaningful to me. Work, family, friendships, it all came down to focusing on what was most important and not 
packing my life so full, filling it up to the brim with fluff and the stuff that is just not that important. Because when you fill it up with the fluff first, there's no room for the things that are most meaningful. You don't have time and space to play it by ear and just be with people. You're too busy worrying about things that maybe never should have even taken place in the first place. So to wrap all this up in a pretty little bow, I guess that's really all I have for you. Those are my parting words for 2022 and something to take with you into the new year. But my focus for the new year is on being really, really intentional, like taking in all of these lessons from the past year, really embodying them and and letting them sink in deeply to not just my mind, but also my heart and my gut. And then using that information to be really intentional with my time, my attention, and my energy. Because I believe that is how we can stand behind what we're building really proudly because it's not just giving life to us and making us happy and bringing us joy and lighting us up. It's also doing that to those around us. So on that note, happy new year to you. Thank you again so much for being a part of this journey with me and filling my life with so much meaning and love. And I promised I wasn't going to say this, but now that I'm at the end, I just can't help myself. So I will see you next year. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.